The following message is presented by Bayou Vista Baptist Church in Morgan City, Louisiana. For more information, go to the website www.bvbch.org. Now the message. Well, good morning and thank you for making the decision to join us for worship. Uh, You could be anywhere in this morning, as you might be able to tell. In our series, The Vow, we'll be looking at fighting fair, Uh, fighting, disagreeing, whatever you might want to call it is certainly inevitable in the course of relationships and life. And again, these principles will apply not just to marriage, but to relationships um, in work in any dynamic of family. Uh, so if you have your Bible, and if you would join me in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 25, uh, we're going to talk about some passages, and these passages do not specifically rate or direct or relate to the specifics of marriage, but rather relationships in general. And so when we look, evaluate, study certain truths, if any truth is related to any relationship, then it is certainly true and imperative in the relationship and the vows of marriage. So I don't want you to think I'm taking anything out of context. And uh, then we'll end uh, with a very powerful passage on how our marriages affect our prayers. So I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to ask if you would join me by standing out of recognition for his infallible inerrant word, serving as a final authority in all matters of faith and practice. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the beauty and the chill in the air this morning and the signs that seasons are changing. And Lord, we thank you for the beauty of seasons, the diversity, the beauty of life that you give us that we do not merit. And Lord, I pray that whether we are married, whether we have children, grandchildren, or whether we are single, however it be, that these relational principles will apply. That we in no way at any time will seek to harm anyone around us, no matter how angry we may justify ourselves to be. Lord, may we display love to those, your love. And Lord, we do pray for the fall festival quickly approaching, that you would bring new faces, faces of young mothers, fathers, and Lord, sweet children for this church to minister to. The future of this church relies in our direct fulfillment of the Great Commission. And Lord, we pray for as many souls as the morning do. May our passion burn for your glory and to make your name known. And it is in that name of the Sovereign King, the Lion of Judah, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. It is in that name we pray. Amen. Would you join me by standing? And it says in Ephesians chapter 4 and 25, Therefore, putting away lying, speak the truth, each one to his neighbor, Because we are members of one another, be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger and do not give the devil an opportunity. Let the thief no longer steal. Instead, 
He is to do honest work with his own hands so that he has something to share with anyone in need. No foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need, so that it gives grace to those who hear. And don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. You were sealed by him for the day of your redemption. Let all bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting, and slander be removed from you, along with all malice. And be, what's it say? Kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving one another just as God also forgave you in Christ. Lord, I pray that your word, as you have claimed it is alive, It is sharper than any two-edged sword. That the words would resonate off the pages into the application of our lives, even the hidden facets. Lord, the majority of us in here are married, and our spouses are sitting next to us. And they know above all the truth about each of us. We can come to church. We can pretend anything for a time. But Holy Spirit, I pray that you would pierce our heart with conviction to change and resemble the love you have for your bride in our marriages. Lord, that our marriages would emulate, symbolize your love to our neighbors, our children, our family, and our friends. The greatest testimony we have is the health of our marriage. And it is in that name, that sweet name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You can be seated. I want to walk through the passage this morning and then come back with seven. Yes, seven. I need to check this baby because someone changed it the other day. It says it's 1157. Um, so we <laughs> All right, because you never know which one I'm looking at. And it's still a few off, so get tight. Get comfortable. Here we go. Therefore, putting away lying. First of all, lying should have no place in the life of a believer. There's no lie that you can ever really get away with. If we believe God is sovereign, that He exists outside of time and space, that He sees all, that He's omniscient, He's omnipresent, He sees all, knows all, hears all, feels all, even before it's happened, first the saint should realize, the married couple, the husband and the wife should realize, there's no lie that you ever get away with. You understand that? Say amen. And then I would next ask, for what reason are you lying? What behavior? What have you done? What are you hiding that you would need to lie about. 80% now of Southern Baptist men and boys have at some point viewed something inappropriate on this right here. Now, I'm going to tell you as husbands and wives, you surrendered your rights the day you were married. When my young lady walked down that aisle, I gave her my life. That included my rights. Just as I am crucified with Christ, I gave her my full rights. 
the rights to my eyes, my hands, my body, my feet. Everything that I, that I owned, that I had given to Christ, has now been transferred to her account. And gentlemen, if you, young lady, if you've got a problem with your spouse grabbing your phone and going through it, you know you've got a problem. Do you understand? I hear husbands and wives, even teenagers, where are you? You have no rights to privacy. Right? Son, do you, do y'all pay for your phone? No, it's mine. I get to look at it when I want to. And any time, man, if I grabbed Jeanette's phone and, and she would be like, hey, 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 no. It'd worry me a little bit, right? No, guys, there should be nothing on there that you're hiding. And let me tell you another warning. If you check your internet history and it's empty, warning. All right, does everybody know what an internet, internet history is? If you don't, you still can't call the office because AT&T has still not fixed our phones. And I've called them regularly. But come talk to me and let me show you, Mom and Dad, how to check that, okay? But lying. There's, there's never an okay time to tell a lie. He says, put it away. And when he says put it away, he means don't get it back out. Don't go there because once you break trust, hey, we all know how hard that is to build because we've all made that mistake at one point. Put away lying. Speak the truth. Each one to whomever you speak to because we're members of one another. And it also says be angry. So let's recognize there's going to be a point if you are married, have been married, are not married, and have ever found yourself angry, just raise your hand. I've told y'all, you know how Jeanette knows when I'm angry? I pout. I get real quiet and then I go, especially in the car. <sighs> and what's gotten really cute is back in the day, she'd be like, are you okay? And now it takes a repetitious of heavy breathing. <sighs> She didn't hear me. <laughs> right? And just be angry. You're going to get upset. There's something gonna, something's going to happen. You don't like because even though we gave our lives, right, in theory, in word to each other, we all have expectations and we all have agendas. And when those are not met, and the same is with the Lord. How many in here have been upset or frustrated with the Lord? I have. And I found myself angry, if this makes any logical sense, with the King of kings and the Lord of lords and His sovereignty, knowing in my mind and my heart that all things work together for the good of those that love Him, called according to His purpose, and I still get angry with Him. And then I've got this beautiful young lady who is my wife, who's much smarter and more logical than I am. 
And when she doesn't do or things don't go like I want them to, I assume, just like God is out to get me, that she's out to get me because I didn't get my way. Kind of like I don't like onions. I've told you all this, can't stand them. And just because you blend them up, You can't blend them things up small enough to make them go away. Y'all want to know what our dumbest fight was, in my opinion? It wasn't toothpaste. It was milk. I like milk. Like, we went, we had one and a half gallons the other day, and we went and bought three more. Because when... Daddy sits down with milk. It's with the gallon. And so I walked in the the kitchen one day, and she makes this big old sheet cookie that's so good. It's like the cookie company cookie. It's so big, and it's so delicious. And we, when we didn't have kids, it was all mine. But have you ever had a cookie with water? It's not worth eating. And so, I smelt it. I saw it. And then I went and looked at the refrigerator and there was no milk. Now you've had some pretty dumb fights too. Don't even judge me. And I was like, Jeanette, we don't have any milk. She's like, well, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that's, that's supposed to fix this? I don't have milk. And she informed me that I had a vehicle and that um, I could easy, easily access some milk. Well, it says be angry. So, folks, we need to just get over that we've never had a disagreement in marriage. And now we need to answer the question, how much damage did we do when we were angry? Okay. So we're going to look at that for the rest of our time together and then discuss how to prevent such. It also says don't let the sun go down on your anger. Have you ever done that? We we have. Have you ever slept so close to the edge of the bed, the opposite edge, that your arm would fall off? And way back when, you know, 20 and three quarter years ago, we get in our little tiffs, but... There was no way I wasn't going to end the day without giving her a kiss and holding her. Well, nowadays, <laughs> sometimes we disagree. Normally, I'm pouting. My heavy breathing has not brought her to seek forgiveness. <laughs> and she'll... Put her foot over it right to test, or I'll put my foot over it to test, and it's like, <laughs> right, it's just like, 
Don't touch me. Don't you touch me. Don't you touch me. Well, that's how I interpret that verse. <laughs> hey, the sun going down on your wrath has a whole lot more to do than just your spiritual relationship with the psychology, your psychology, your spirituality, every aspect of you. Well, let's keep going. Don't let the sun go down upon your anger. We'll talk about the implications momentarily. And don't give the devil an opportunity. Hmm. You know how hard it is to sleep when you're angry? You know the worst thing, and this is what I've told all of the congregations we've served, the worst thing to be when you're angry is alone. A little rat rat wheel in your head just keeps turning. And you know, I can go from angry, upset, to all out mad, all on my own. And what I've all, the advice I've always given when you and your spouse, because you know it's coming. You know the fire is winding up. He spouted off. She spouted off. You've got the shower wand in your hand. You, you know this is about to go from bad to worse. I know what I'm about to say. I know I shouldn't say it. I know I shouldn't say it. I know I shouldn't say it. And then there it is. If you will pray together, just stop. And pray together, there is no way that fight is going any farther. But you won't want to pray together. Because when you pray together, you have to surrender your will to His. And that's going to throw water all over that fire. Because we all like to get worked up. It's, it's, It's in the flesh. So let's keep going. Don't give the devil an opportunity. If you go, if you go alone in your anger and you dwell on it, it festers like the sore that it is. Rather than praying together, dealing with it, coming together, agreeing, remembering the vow you made to function as one, not two separate entities at battle with each other. Once you start fighting, Once you start living and accepting that you can deal with things separately, that'll create two separate lives that end in one answer. And it's not a solution. It's an answer. Let's keep going. Let the thief no longer steal. Oh, that's when he steals. It says don't lie. So I'm not supposed to speak a lie. But do you know how much I like to believe lies? I like to create a reality that, that doesn't truly, honestly exist about how wounded I am and hurt I am and alone I am. And then that's the world I try to create. It's kind of as if we know the Lord loves us, And so when we're going through hardship, instead of running to Him, we run away. 
In marriage, when we're going through hardship, turmoil, difficulty, stress, instead of running to each other, we, we run away. So let's keep going. And again, this, 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 these could apply to any. Something to share with anyone in need. Now, 29. And I know nobody in here cusses. It says no foul language should come from your mouth. Now that's not just a cuss word. There's a lot of things that are foul. We went fishing last week. We bought some shrimp for bait. I may have left them what was left in a little ice chest on the back porch for a couple days. That's why I have children. So I said, hey, boys, remember that shrimp? We didn't throw that away. I'm telling you, ain't nothing stinks worse than shrimp, crab, and crawfish when it's rotted. It's almost turned me off from eating them dudes. But I was like, boys, don't open that ice chest up here. But take it down to the bayou. I still call it a ditch. Take it down to the ditch and dump it. Now, I didn't, and I said, just leave it down there. Just let it air out for a month or two. <laughs> now, them things stink when they're alive. They stink when they're just dead. They kind of stink when you cook them. But I had to know if they stunk. <laughs> and I didn't want to go, but I had to know. So when they come back, I was like, were they bad? Were they bad? <laughs> and yeah, they, they definitely. Foul does not just mean profanity. Foul means anything. Anything that's not palatable. Anything that is not just and kind and acceptable. Oh, there was this one time, I'm tossed, y'all know I got a weak stomach. I was over at my buddy's house, and a cat, them old, one of them old barn cats, had crawled up under one of the tractor, and it had passed away. And my buddy's dad was like, hey, y'all crawl in there and get there. I can't, he was a tall man, and his knees were kind of wore out. And he was, y'all come in there and get that cat out of there. I was like, all right, I'll get it. I climbed under it. it. It had a little bit of kick to it. When I grabbed that tail, I just grabbed it and turned around, and, and I thought it was coming out of there. <laughs> All I had was that tail. And I went to gagging and throwing up and carrying on. There's some things that are just foul that shouldn't have a place. Shouldn't have a place coming out of a believer's mouth, especially not to our spouses. They don't edify, they don't encourage, they don't lift up, they don't heal. They bring rot and decay into, <laughs> let me tell you one more story, and I gotta preach at some point. So, do y'all know what those saltwater catfish are? 
those, there's, I think they call them gaff tops. Well, I have mastered catching those. I can catch 200 of them. They're not hard. Well, we caught a bunch because the boys wanted to keep them. And then we put them in the net and then we cleaned them and then we didn't clean the net. We just put the net on top of the life jackets in a storage compartment. So when we got down there, Aiden got out his life jacket and he said, Dad, there's maggots all over my life jacket. And I was like, oh, I just knock them off. They ain't going to hurt you. But that in that compartment had sat there and festered. Now, it wasn't that bad when we initially put it in that compartment. But when things aren't addressed, when things aren't cleaned and dealt with appropriately, they'll fester and they'll turn foul. Let's be going. No foul language should come out of your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need so that it gives grace to those who hear. And don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not prevent the Holy Spirit from blessing the relationships in your life and certainly your marriage. You are sealed by Him for the day of redemption. You are in, have been, redeemed. Let all bitterness, don't stay bitter, don't stay angry, don't stay unhappy. Don't let Satan steal that joy from your own, for your own agenda. Don't hold anger and wrath. Don't wish to do someone harm. Don't ever wish to do your spouse harm. Don't shout. I shared with you guys several weeks ago, one of the things we promised not without error, is to not use the word shut up in our marriage. Or yell. I yell at my dogs. Okay? I yell at my dogs, and I tell my dogs to shut up when they're barking too much. That's not how a man or a woman speaks to their husband or wife. Let all bitterness, anger, wrath be removed from you along with all malice and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another. Now, you may say, well, Eric, you don't know what my spouse has done. And you're right. And it's it's not my interest in knowing. But it still says to forgive. Now, I'm going to move through very quickly as our time has ended through seven things very quickly. If you're writing them, write them down. Understand anger is inevitable. We've discussed that. That doesn't need expounded upon anymore. You are going to get angry. Know if you have anger issues or not and get help for them quickly. Anger is not something that gets easier on its own. It is a sore It is an infection, and it must be addressed spiritually and psychologically, especially in cases post-trauma. Number two, deal with it today. Now, deal with it today if you've had enough time to deal with Jesus today. 
But don't force a resolution that God does not guide. Yes, the son says, don't let the, don't let the sun go down upon your anger. It does not say resolve the relationship today. It's saying deal with your anger today. Okay, you can't always fix something in a day. If you and your spouse have just had a knockdown drag out, you and your kids have just had a knockdown drag out, don't stay up to two o'clock in the morning hashing it over and over. Pray together. You pray, her pray, they pray. We can revisit this baby tomorrow. And I know scripture says we're not guaranteed tomorrow, but we've already made a big enough mess of today. Seek the Lord. Put your heart in the right spot. Wait till the sun comes up. Three, Satan uses anger to steal. There is no benefit to the emotion of anger. Just doesn't exist. So know when you're angry, he's stealing something from you. He's stealing memories. He's stealing moments. He's stealing the promise you made to love unconditionally. Do not use profanity or foul language. And foul far surpasses the use of cuss words or raise your voice. Now, if, if your spouse is hard of hearing, which I know we have a few, um, maybe just get real close and give them sweet whispers, but don't yell at them. And again, a yell isn't a facial expression as much as it is in a voice. The words I use... The, The words I choose to use. You choose what you say. You choose whether you're angry or not. The words I say should be at all times toward resolution and reconciliation. Not ever separation. In premarital counseling, I make all of the young people I meet with promise to never use the D word. Why manipulate each other through threats? If you think that's going to solve a problem, you're wrong. Divorce should not be the op- an option for, for two children of the king. Now, divorce, again, has three allocations in Scripture. If you'd like to meet with me and discuss those, happy to. That's another sermon. Let's keep going. Choose to forgive. And then in 1 Peter 3, 7, it says, Men, we should love our wives and treat them with the respect that God's given the church, the love and the adoration. Lest. Your prayers be hindered. Did y'all get that? So, the old saying, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, should also say, if mama ain't happy, Jesus ain't happy. 
if he's not happy. Friend, both of your jobs, both of your callings, both of your highest responsibilities in any earthly relationship, and we're going to get to this next week, is not your children. It's your spouse. I got three sweet babies. Well, two, three sweet babies. They gonna pack up and leave us high and dry. And then me and mama. She's the most important person in my life in this earthly realm. Jesus, my wife, then my kids. So the moment I'm, next week, next week, So last week, my question was, is your spouse better because you've been married to them? This week, how can you change the way you communicate during times of tension that does not destroy, but draws each of you together? Now, it's going to take both of you And it's something I am constantly trying to figure out about myself. Why is it so hard for me to be the the man God? Oh, wretched man that I am, who should deliver me from this body of death? Sir, the more you're in this, the better husband you'll be. The more you're out of this, the worse human being you'll be. Lord, we love you. We thank you. Lord, we thank you for the gift of marriage. And we ask, Lord, all, I'm certain at some point, we've all known whether just young and ignorant or maybe older and stubborn, The Lord, through our disagreements and through tensions and times of stress, that we have said things to the, to the one human being that we devoted ourselves to build up. That was your call for marriage. That just as you edify the church, our love for each other is to lift up, encourage each other. And of course, there's going to be disagreement. None of us are in here are that naive. But we've been rebellious enough not to follow your commands. And so, Lord, this week, it is certain that tension will rise. Because, Lord, your word demands a response, and Satan heard it too. And so I pray that we're all spiritually prepared, that we'll begin the day with each other praying for protection, for insight, discernment, and wisdom, kindness. And that, Lord, our words would not be foul, Lord, but they, were, they would be a sweet aroma to you and a sweet encouraging encouragement to our, our spouse. 
is in that sovereign name of King Jesus we pray. Amen. The preceding message was presented by Bayou Vista Baptist Church in Morgan City, Louisiana. For more information about a relationship with Jesus Christ or about Bayou Vista, including contact info, go to the website www.bvbch.org. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you.